Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Today is the 20th of December. Thursday, five days till Christmas. I don't know how many of you are excited. I am, I think, as Santa Claus, I did a great job this year for my kids. Now, today, I wanted to start off with discussing, uh, uh, you know, criticism to our president. I see a lot of people uh, demanding that he build the wall and not succumb, don't sign it, what are you doing, you're not going, you know, you're not fulfilling your promises. They're wrong. He is. What people need to realize is we elected him so that we can gain control of our country again. This globalist DC mafia have only one interest, And I've been talking about it again and again. And it's money, oil, money, power. These clowns are so well networked. And me, you, your neighbor, it's all our fault because we elected every single one of those clowns that are in office making decisions for us. We've given them the power. The election of President Donald J. Trump showed us that we can reclaim that power back. These talking heads on TV, on radio, on your social media, we're winning, MAGA, this, retweets. I don't think everybody gets it. This war is huge. Today I'm going to name drop. BuzzFeed's release of, you know, their court case and what was said and the opinion. Now that it's public, I could just show you just how well-networked they are. Name-dropping like nobody's business today. To be honest with you, I've had a lot of writer's block. I've got four articles, all the documentation, so that way you can take it. You can see it and you can understand it better. Speaking with other investigative journalists, I think everybody's under the same kind of a feeling of writer's block. The Clintons, as we can all see, are in the center of everything. We've seen how they're treated, how they're responded to by the Department of Justice, by the FBI, by our intelligence community. We are now seeing that the previous administration was the one that colluded with foreign powers 
to undermine our democracy. This is all coming out slowly. We are at a war to save our nation, to take it back. It's been so long that we have lived under this illusion that we are free people. And we are now coming to the realization that we are not free, that we have been, you know, in this, in this trance standing up, like we're sleepwalking. We're realizing that and that makes us angry. And we've had president Trump in office for two years and we expect him to just get in there and demolish everything and do it. But you can't. When you have such a deeply rooted mafia, a government within the government, so well networked, not just domestically, but globally, you have to ensure that every power you remove from them cannot be reclaimed. The bottom line is, you, me, and everyone else listening are the people that can determine that. We are the weapon the president uses against them. We are the ones so we can make these global Mongols, these, the, the, the corporations, the global corporations, these elitists, yield to us. Because we are in charge. You are in charge. We've already established that the mainstream media, the corporate media, right, are no longer journalists. I've said this over and over and over again. They're simply part of the agenda. It's not about informing you. It's about the agenda, the global agenda. And as you can see, they will do anything to maintain power. Our Department of Justice, our intelligence agency, the FBI, the State Department, all conspired, all colluded to cover up for the Clintons, to cover up their wrongdoings and their illegalities and their perversions of justice simply to maintain power. Our president has been ridiculed, attacked every single day. His family put through a fine-tooth comb. You know, every morning when I wake up, I scroll through my phone and I'm like, well, maybe I'm too early. If I don't see one of his tweets, you know, I kind of get nervous. And then when I see it, I'm like, thank God they have not succeeded. I can say this again and again and again to all you armchair politicians out there, to every single person that can listen. We are the strongest force to take them down. And we have six more years to dismantle them and remove every single corrupt and nefarious individual in any corner of the planet that sits within the realm of our governance. Again, you and I are the strongest weapon that our president has because we're the ones that gave him power and we are the only ones that can take it back. Think about it. In 30 to 40 years, they'll be writing books. There will be courses dedicated at universities talking about this specific period. And 
I don't know about you, but I want my grandkids and my great-grandkids to know and be proud that I was on the right side of this war for freedom because we are at war, and I don't think anybody realizes it. This man has done so much for us in just two years, and you can't see it. I gave you one simple example of how he removed a Russian national who was working at our U.S. Embassy in Moscow, feeding information to Nelly or Infusion GPS. And you didn't even hear about it. Nobody heard about it. That happened in 2017, yet a mention of a report happened just a couple weeks before he booted the U.S. ambassador to Moscow, John Teft. And, okay, here's where I'm going to go into a little bit of I told you so. So that you can understand the difference between actual news and reporting actual factual things that are going on and parroting. Yesterday, I made mention of us having to focus on Albania. You know, it was totally random. I only gave it a nod because there's not much out there publicly. But now I can talk about it because after my show, hours after my show... Secretary Pompeo mentioned Albania and expressed how imperative it is that they contribute to helping with Iran. Why do I say this? Well, I'm going to circle back to that disgraced U.S. ambassador who was so salty. He wrote an op-ed in the Moscow Times just showing how salty he was. I'm going to refer to his daughter who works for for the State Department and specifically the division that hands out money to all these foreign countries. What we need to ask, and for all those listening at the State Department, what business does she have with Albania? Let's just ask that question. I am so glad to see that the president is now moving forward. You got the ball is in motion. We are literally having this game. It is going. And it is on. And you guys need to pay more attention. Don't listen. I know we have some great pundits. Some great pundits. But unfortunately, they repeat and analyze what other parrots are saying. We don't need that. We don't need someone telling us, well, look at this. We need someone to say, wait, take a step back. Let's look at this. It's like a puzzle. You can't fix the middle pieces first. You got to go around and box it in. And hopefully, I'm helping box this in for you guys. We're finding the corner pieces, the side pieces, so you can see a clear picture because of just what a hot mess these puzzle pieces are to put together. It's not It's not insane. It's, it's not, um, uh, I don't want to say that. It's, it's not something you can't see. It's right under your nose. It's very easy to put together. All you have to do is step back. You know, yesterday I was reading um, the BuzzFeed uh, case. (laughs) I laughed so hard. I never thought cookie can come out of somebody's nose. Um, My kids and I uh, made sugar cookies and were decorating them. And, uh, you know, I had both of them sick. And so we were just decorating cookies. And I 
just going through it because I'm still plowing through a lot of documentation. So I was like, let me just entertain myself because BuzzFeed is calling this a win. You know, though, it was a win for us because it gave me exactly what I needed, public record. So now I can start talking and giving you some really big names that you've probably never heard of or never made the connection to. But I'll talk to you about 9-11 Grosvenor Place in London. Do you know, that address is kind of like a UPS box. You know how people have like an address, uh, which is a street address, and um, you can get mail there and it looks legit. You know what illegal aliens use to register for ballots, you know? Well, this one is like for companies. It's like a place where you have a door, you have, and it's like rent the office, right? That's exactly what 9-11 Grosvenor Place is. What if I told you that at that address, not only is this uh, Orbis company that they're claiming is, um, you know, uh, UK intelligence firm, so it's like a securities firm. So if you actually look up this company, it'll tell you, what we do is thorough background checks from 160 different sources, and we compile a good profile. We make dossiers on people, basically. It's kind of like if you get into any job within our nation and you need a clearance, they create a dossier on you. They have your pictures. They source your social media. They interview your friends and family. They look at your finances. You know, it's a dossier. So this company uh, is, you know, uh, Orbis is supposedly, um, you know, implicated. You know, we see Victoria Newland Newland popping up, which we'll talk about later because I have a lot to talk about Newland and Turkey and Syria, but that'll come at another segment, probably Christmas Eve, because I want to give you a Christmas present on Christmas Day because I want you to think, I want to present Brennan as one of those pigs with the apple in his mouth and tie a little bow and box him into that so neatly. And today is one of those moves where I'm preparing this. This is the apple in his mouth. So Orbis is supposedly this company that creates dossiers on people, right? And, you know, uh, it turns out that the former British ambassador to Russia uh, is, an in, is also, you know, an informal advisor to Orbis. And, you know, I, you know, I don't want to say I told you so again, but two weeks ago I told you they're going to throw McCain under the bus, you know, blame it all on the dead guy. We see Comey pushing that idea. Oh, it was the Republicans that were against Trump. This is all BS. There's no Republicans against Trump. There's no just Democrats against Trump. It was everybody and their mother against Trump, including Comey, including our Department of Justice, including our intelligence community, including the the, the State Department. Everybody and their mother who is in power was against our president being elected. They moved mountains to get this done. And, you know, interestingly enough, we're all kind of seeing that for some reason, President Obama knew everything. He was briefed on everything. He was writing executive orders about Russia in December. And you know what? 
Unfortunately, McCain's not around to listen to this, but I know you're listening, Johnny. What about the meeting at Costa Coffee in the end of November? At the end of November, who were you with, Johnny boy? Because, you know, in this report, it says that McCain asked Kramer to go to London and meet with Steele, which he did on November 28th. Well, that's BS. Because it wasn't Steele you were meeting with, were you? You were having coffee right by the new offices, right? All of you, Page, Strzok, all of you were sitting down and having coffee. Well, picking it up so you can go to wherever. We all love our Costa coffee, right? This is where it gets really intricate. Who are the, why was the FBI agent that was overseeing the email uh, investigation over Hillary suddenly popped over to this feast, the FISA warrants and the investigation? And why were they with, um, uh, you know, McCain, Strzok, Brennan, uh, and let's not talk about people that are already in office since none of that is public information. You could just assume who else was meeting with our intelligence community and the FBI on November 28th at Costa Coffee before they went to the office. And you know what? Orbis, right? This company, right? Shell company. Let me tell you just how deep. Remember when I told you Brennan created a company when he was out of office? Company that was called Global Strategies, Global Securities, right? That's what it was called. It was Global Security Strategies um, and Global Security Strategies Group. Now it's called Global Group. He supposedly worked for them. He actually created the company, but he worked for them. It's based out of Luxembourg, but has offices worldwide. This is where we get the intelligence communities of the whole world that cooperate and share dossiers on everybody get together, all headed by who? Brennan. Set up by Brennan, done by Brennan. But here's where it gets really, really interesting. There's two names that have completely fallen off the radar that nobody talks about. And a company. And a company that has massive DOD contracts. Company that is in the middle of all of it. And how much do you want to make a bet that that company contributed some portions of this so-called dossier? Oh, and let me tell you something about this company. This company has contested many times, uh, you know, our federal government for not awarding it, you know, contracts. Because I compete for contracts, too, for federal contracts. I do. And it's a ruthless process. And, you know, if an agency's already decided that they're going with XYZ, even if you bid, even if your bid is great, you know, sometimes they don't pick you. Well, you know, what's funny is, is that I was trying to figure out how I can uh, find a link between the Obama administration and these companies that created the dossier. And I was rattling my brain. It's like there's got to be there's got to be one thing that I can find because I know they work together. I know they have common contacts. How am I going to f- prove it though with public information? Because there's information that is known to me that, you know, is not publicly available. And, you know, if it's not publicly available, then I can't really cite it. And then, you know, uh, you end up, you know, just putting stuff like fake news. So what did I find? 
Let's talk about Mike Deloney, right? And Mark Lipper. Now, Mark Lipper, what a clown. You know, he's, he's a Pisces like me. He always looked weird. He's the former ambassador to South Korea. You know what? He went through a program that some of us have been put through, you know, uh, which is the direct commission program. You know, some people just go through it for purposes on the books, don't have to, you know, do the whole prior military service or some academy. They just go through. He did this, you know, because he needed to go to Iraq and be an officer because you can't go and do things in the intelligence community without a good cover, right? And nobody really looks at how you became an officer. They just see that you are an officer, and they're just like, okay. Even though he only wore the uniform for a very little bit of time, super little bit of time, you know, he did. You know who uh, Mark Lippert is? He's the guy that was in um, South Korea and he was almost stabbed. You know, let's, let's talk about him for a little bit. Him and, you know, uh, Mike Deloney. So Mike Deloney is like uh, an executive of a company called Harris IT. So let's, what's Harris IT? Well, Harris IT also has connections with Orbis, also has connections with Global Strategies Group. And you know what's funny? I was like, well, how am I going to show these? Whoops. WikiLeaks had dropped some serious, serious contacts that Brennan had, you know, from 2015. Turns out, even if you just Google Mike Deloney's name, that's D-E-L-O-N-E-Y, Global Strategies Group comes up to the front. But he's actually Harris IT Services now, which is a shell company. See, this big company, Global Strategies Group, creates all these, like, companies within companies within companies. Kind of, you know how Google was like, oh, yeah, that's one of our companies of a company. You know, it's a subsidiary. You know how they... This is how they cover their tracks or create companies and then dismantle them once they're done. You know, kind of like what they did to George Papadopoulos, you know, that fake firm that's also tied back to Luxembourg. That's also tied to 9-11 Grosvenor Place, which is like a UPS box for businesses. So Mike Deloney... I mean, how do you, obviously, we have the connection with Brennan because he and Brennan were in tight communication and he actually is labeled as working for Global Strategies Group or what is called now globalgroup.com. But how do I link that to Obama? Obviously, you know, we have Mark Lippert, you know, he worked for Obama. Uh, He was uh, the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Asian and Pacific Security Affairs. Then he became the chief of staff of the Secretary of Defense, and then he made him ambassador of South Korea, right? So where is that connection? Perkins Coy. Perkins Coy represents Harris IT. What? How come we see Robert Bauer, who just stepped down months ago, everywhere? He's paying Fusion GPS. He's litigating on behalf of all these companies that Brennan has. He's litigating on behalf of Obama, litigating on behalf of Hillary, litigating on behalf of the DNC. I've said it before. All we need to do is follow the money. 
I've said it before because it's all about the money. That's all they want. Money, 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 control, control, control. And just like President Trump said exactly what I've been saying, why are we cleaning up other people's messes? Because that's how we make money. We keep them in turmoil. We make money. We keep them at war. We make money. And the thing is, pulling out our troops, of course, they can take care of their own war. I don't see why we need to go in there, fight wars for other people that don't even want us there in the first place. And you know, I had a great conversation uh, this morning with Scott Adams, and he was like, well, you know, I kind of see this, you know, in regards to Syria. And I was, I sent him a graphic and he was like, wow, that totally makes sense. Exactly why Russia is supporting Syria. Because what people don't know is that we, the United States, had this plan of destabilizing the Middle East and flooding the European Union with migrants since like forever, ever, ever. Because th- like I've said it before, they want to circumvent Russia, circumvent Saudi Arabia. Their plan from the beginning was to home a pipeline from Qatar running down through Syria and then out to Europe because their original plan of harnessing and controlling Russia and using Turkey as the hub was failing. So Russia, of course, making money off of oil and gas they're selling to the European Union through Turkey is going to stand up for Syria because if Syria falls and they get that land too – then Russia makes no money. It's all about oil and interests. It's all about the money. And none of those clowns in office have your interests. And when we come back from the break, we'll analyze Harris IT and their hand in this dossier that everyone now is going to blame on a dead guy. It's always the dead guy. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. That's 855- 729-78. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. 
It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with My Pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Okay, welcome back um, to uh, the second half of my first hour. And like I said, we're going to talk Harris IT, Brennan, and all these companies. But, uh, you know, we have been talking about how the deep state are bullies. Uh, You know, we see how they're silencing people just like you and I who tweet, who write, who talk and question them and hold them accountable. But what if I can demonstrate to you just they are such big bullies. So, like I said, I've competed for government contracts. I've never competed for, you know, um, IDQ contracts. And this is why I want to bring this to your attention. So IDQ contracts in the federal government are basically, you know, a type of contract that says, you know, it's like for indefinite delivery or quantity. So they just want like an, a way where you could just keep delivering as they need. Now, I'm, I want you to transport yourself to 2013-14. And I want you to remember, well, how are you going to remember? Not a lot of you were clued up on FEMA and, you know, activities that our uh, law enforcement does. I have spoken uh, to the IDC conference. I go annually and I speak at this annual conference in NOLA on matters that I'm considered an expert in. Now, this is where on one of the conferences I was introduced to Uh, this problem that we were having and how they were putting like emergency satellite phones and in schools and police departments, fire departments, and they were all made by Motorola. A year later, when I went to the same conference, I went and chatted with the same booth talking reverse 911, et cetera. And they were telling me how they're having a problem in maintaining um, continuity in the public, in, in the areas of law enforcement, because, you know, there's a riff between um, the company of Motorola and the United States government. I was thinking, well, what kind of rift? I don't know. I think the, the U.S. government wants different types of technology, and it's going to just cost us a, a lot of money, and we don't want 
We want them to simply be satcoms. We want it to be, you know, land. You know, we need to be able to use this equipment, basically. We don't need it to have extra features like tracking and recording and, uh, you know, mirroring. And I was like, well, in a state of emergency, you don't need fancy schmancy. You just need, I need to tell you that this is happening and we're here. You don't need the fancy stuff. Well, here's where I'm going to show you how Brennan's companies and Obama's cronies have tried to reshape and globalize our, our nation and change it. And just how big of bullies they are. The FBI had put out an RFP, as they call it, a request for, you know, proposals out in the market for, you know, TAPCOM for communications. Um, specifically, it was for, like, you know, satellite, land. And so, you know, the FBI already knew, that division of, F- of the FBI already knew that they just wanted Motorola. Right. They wanted Motorola and they wanted it, you know, uh, to be compatible with the smart net. That's basically what it was. So this RFP is, you know, when they put it together and I've put a few RFIs myself together in my lifetime. They're really, you know, specific but complex to formulate. You've got to know what you're talking about. You've got to be able to read in between the lines because you don't want them to be 100 pages long. Some of them are. So in this one, Harris IT was upset and sued the federal government, that division of the FBI, for leaning and, you know, a result that it would go back to Motorola, something that has been tried and tested and worked. They didn't want it. Why? So here's where it gets complicated. This is where politics kicks in. Motorola had refused many intelligence community contracts. You know, kind of like the contracts that Apple has with them and doesn't tell you. The kind that Samsung may have with them and doesn't tell you. And obviously the ones that Google has with them and doesn't tell you. Amazon tells you because they're all over the place. You have an Echo, you know that's going into your dossier. So they literally sued the government saying, oh, you know, it's leaning that way and leaning this way. And, you know, we want to be able to do this. And, you know, we, you know, want to be able to compete. We want to give new equipment. This is Harris IT. Oh, and by the way, their attorneys were Perkins Coy. You know, and the FBI made the argument, hey, and the GAO, because this went up to the GAO, made the argument, well, you know, you can seek to get a license from Motorola, so there's continuity. And they were like, no, we shouldn't have to. And and anyway, they won. Not only did they win, but they were able to sue for their legal fees and damages to the FBI because they weren't getting the contract. And Harris IT wouldn't be able to source the technology for you know, emergency situations, for communications. This is incredible, guys. This is the same law firm that represented the president suing the his own country for so much money because they were butthurt that one specific FBI division stayed true to maintain continuity, maintain from tried and tr- tested equipment, you know, for their TACCOM division. This is incredible. 
And, you know, this all falls back to, you know, the guy that I was telling you about, Mike Deloney. Mike Deloney, who was trained and set up and put into Global Strategies Group by Brennan. You know, funny, I, you know, I mentioned you guys, Mark Lippert. Mark Lippert, very elusive, but it was, you know, during that time that Brennan was taking a break from the government that he went through, you know, the, the um, direct commissioning program. And became an officer and boom, Iraq. Guess who he was working with on the side? Yeah, of course, Brennan's new company. If you guys can actually take all this testimony that we see, the written from Brennan's testimony to Comey's testimony and whatever other testimony they may make public to us, maybe from Loretta Lynch, you will see a going theme. You will see a theme that is startling and it's actually very scary. These people decided that they knew best and they were going to undermine our democracy. These people colluded to create a narrative, worked together, flew to London and worked with so-called allies, right, to undermine our democracy, to maintain power. Trump was never supposed to be president. Trump could not be president The mainstream media reminds you that every day. You are wrong. You are filthy. You are disgusting for even supporting that man when that man is fighting one of the most brutal wars that is unseen. You know, I was reading a couple of articles from alternative news outlets and listening to a couple of streams from well-known, you know, pundits, And, you know, it struck me. Everyone has this theory of what is going on. Everyone is critical of what is going on. Other people are finding the hope, you know, deconstructing and connecting dots. I don't think any of them step back. Literally try to put themselves in our president's shoes and take a look at just how many moving parts exist how much he's done. This wall is going to happen whether they like it or not. I have to admit that I am kind of jealous that the GoFundMe is going because actually about a year and a half ago, I started it. So I have a $91 check from someone that submitted and I'll be sending that over to uh, the veteran that is um, hosting this. Who, by the way, by hosting this, had his page on Facebook because he was asking for um, various signatures, you know, to petition, silencing the speech. He has a product called Military Grade Coffee. It's actually pretty strong coffee. Uh, you can find it on militarygradecoffee.com. We should support this veteran because he's put his family and his face into the spotlight to fight for this wall. And I don't think any of us have any problem paying for the wall. Just like some people have come up, if all of us contribute just $80, all of us that voted for President Trump contribute $80. We're building this wall. 
I guarantee you that even if the money is raised, the Democrats will find a way to say that we can't use that. And this will be another topic of discussion at some point when it comes to that, because it's surpassed $3 million in, you know, 48 hours. And we have a lot of people around the planet that will contribute to it, too. Because everybody on this planet right now wishes they had a president like President Trump. They do. Let's listen to what our president said in regards to bringing our troops home in Syria. I just want to play this for you because I think it's very important that you listen to the words. Okay? We've been fighting for a long time in Syria. I've been president for almost two years, and we've really stepped it up. And we have won against ISIS. We've beaten them, and we've beaten them badly. We've taken back the land, and now it's time for our troops to come back home. I get very saddened when I have to write letters or call parents or wives or husbands of soldiers who have been killed fighting for our country. It's a great honor. We cherish them, but it's heartbreaking. There's no question about it. It's heartbreaking. Now we've won. It's time to come back. They're getting ready. You're going to see them soon. These are great American heroes. These are great heroes of the world because they fought for us. But they've killed ISIS, who hurts the world. And we're proud to have done it. And I'll tell you, they're up there looking down on us. And there is nobody happier or more proud of their families to put them in a position where they've done such good for so many people. So our boys, our young women, our men, they're all coming back. And they're coming back now. We won. And that's the way we want it. And that's the way they want it. And if you actually look at his tweet, he uh, underlined the word home. He ensured that the words American hero were huge. Uh, And that's important. This is something that I've said numerous times, something that I tweet about, talk about, everything about. We are in places fighting wars that aren't ours. Kind of like Khashoggi. None of our business doesn't benefit us at all. No one said we have to be the referee of the world. Look at it from that perspective. Remember the speech that Obama gave down just a few weeks ago. Was it the Baker Institute? Anyway, he said, we, the United States, always dictate policy. We guide our global partners in making decisions together. We, 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 why we? I don't care. I mean, I do, but I really don't because it doesn't affect me what goes on in another country. That's their business. My business is my country. And people will say, well, that's a bit harsh. You know, if we're in a position to help other people, but we're not, we are a hot mess. I mean, just yesterday, the Federal Reserve came to stick it to us by saying, we're just going to hike up the rates right now so we can destroy the economy that President Trump has built. But I almost guarantee you there's an answer for that. I'm all for going back to the silver dollar. Any of you still have some of that? I do. Apparently, you can trade it. I mean, if you try, you can trade it at a bank for actual silver. Why is it backed by the Federal Reserve, which is a private company? I mean, come on, guys. And like I've said, look at the IMF. They trade in debt. They have their own currency. XDR, their own currency. 
when you realize that our country has never been controlled by us, no, not never, but hasn't been controlled by us since the 30s, where we forfeited our rights voluntarily because we just accepted what they say. It's kind of like here in my state, people complain, oh my gosh, property taxes went up another 40%, but the value of my home has gone down. It's like, why are you complaining? Didn't you vote for them? But they're so-and-so and and they're this. Exactly. So because they're somebody means that they know best? No, they know best what's for them. Not for you, for them. Let's take it on a micro scale. We got people in cities all across the nation complaining about what their states and cities are doing. Yet what are they doing? Why doesn't the the guy with the nine-to-five job step up and say, you know what, I'm going to fix this? Because people can't be bothered. They've been, they've been conditioned to just sit back and take it. Where's that Vaseline? Because you're going to need it if you continue on this path. You need to wake up and realize that you have power. Nobody has power in any office unless you give it to them. The president has been telling you this. He's been asking you to be vocal about this. He's been putting it out there, pointing. Here's the suspect. Here's the suspect. Now t- strip him of power. Nobody's doing that. I was watching some comments, um, they were coming out of Oregon, about the the wall being funded, right, by the people. And people were literally laughing, saying they're so dumb. They think that, you know, $3 million, that's like, what, five inches of wall? They were laughing, and they're like, it's never going to happen, it's never this. But, you know, Fox News Oregon and other Oregon channels didn't, uh, you know— Report that, hey, you know, the Department of Justice just unsealed an indictment against this dude that was using illegal immigrants as slaves. Slave labor. No, we can't talk about that. That totally kills the narrative. We can't tell people why we're bringing illegal immigrants. Because then it would expose it. Because we, Americans, are that dumb. We can't see what illegal immigration and mass illegal immigration did to Europe. It was all part of it. The only way to take advantage of your citizens is to destabilize. Either crush their economy and make it look like it's not your fault. That wouldn't have worked real easy. But they did crush the economy in the European Union, citing differences or not being well-educated or cultural nuances. The last blow was this mass invasion they had totally kneeled Europe. And not only that, they had this invasion, then their citizens were required to make exceptions and cater to these illegal migrants that invaded their country. They have completely destabilized Europe. I'll tell you a really fond memory I have, just so that you understand how long this has been going on. This is over a decade ago. I was, on, uh, I was um, coming off uh, the Central Line in London, and I ran into one of my most favorite people at a pub for lunch, Nigel Farage. Love him. Totally chance opportunity at that time. Sat down, was having something to eat, and, you know, he grabbed a pint <laughs> I was like, we all have to get back to work. He's like, a pint's not really alcohol, you Americans. And it's true. Americans, for some reason, we think that, you know, a beer is something severely alcoholic. Uh, You know, 
I don't drink beer. I mean, I will, but you know. Anyway, so you know, we were talking and uh, about the EU, and I was um, kind of expressing things, and we were just sitting there. And you know, I never had such a fruitful conversation over fish and chips. And I also never had the experience of embarrassing myself uh, when I asked for tartar sauce, and they just looked at me like I fell out of the sky. But what was interesting is he would complain of how, you know, Parliament in the EU is pretty much just an illusion. We could say, we can vote, we can do whatever, but we don't make the decisions. These people that have been elected by European states to stand there as, you know, in Parliament as representatives for their countries can argue, can debate, can put forward motions, but they're useless. Because it's those unelected officials in Luxembourg, which, by the way, is at the same place where Brennan's company is, right, in Luxembourg, just so happens to be right there, that make these decisions, that write these laws, these unelected, unknown people. This is exactly, you know, it dawned on me just, you know, it was months ago, but, you know, you sit on a thought, right? You need to substantiate a thought before you can articulate it. But it, it's there. We've been going through the same thing. Look who's been dictating our domestic policies, our rights, if we're allowed to have them. It's not so much the people that we elect that, you know, we tell what we want. It's the people that those that we elect appoint, Brennan wasn't elected. Clapper wasn't elected. Lynch wasn't elected. Comey wasn't elected. Mueller wasn't elected. These are unelected officials that we cannot remove. Do you see where I'm getting at? The people that we elect are pretty much tools. They're clowns. They're part of it. But they're the ones that appointed these people, helped appoint these people. We elected Obama. He appointed all these clowns. They're the ones that tell us what we're allowed to think, say, do. They're the ones that tell us you don't need privacy because it's in interest of national security because terrorism. You mean the terrorism you created. You mean the terrorists that you paid for? It was interesting to see that two weeks after I talked about Mueller and Comey being best friends and just how dirty Mueller is, you know, some news agencies, uh, and let me correct it, fake news agencies, referenced that he had three over 3,000 citations on this IG report. And I am telling you, there is a portion of that IG report that has been buried for con. It's done. It's buried. You will not see it. Kind of like those BS indictments to Russians that Mueller, you know, supposedly did and gave them to an agency that has no right to enforce it. Just file it. All BS. All facade. See, everyone thinks Mueller indicted. No, he didn't. He didn't indict. He made a recommendation from his investigation and gave it to the counterintelligence division, which has no authority to prosecute. 
the mainstream media has succeeded in one thing, ensuring that you don't understand how things work and ensuring that you just subscribe to whatever notion they give you. And unfortunately, yesterday and the day before yesterday, all I saw was people saying, you better do it. You better sign the wall. No, he's not. He's going to let them do their thing because he's going to get that wall. Not only the southern wall, he's going to get a northern one too. Because Trudeau, I see you coming and remember me in January when I refer to how I've been talking about Trudeau in December. Trudeau, you're on your way out. Canada is on their way to trying to get their own President Trump. Our president has not only liberated us and given us the courage to come out of the woodwork, come out of the shadows and talk and, 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 and share information and, and work together to remove power from these people, but he's also given that strength to countries globally. We see it everywhere. You know, I'm really hoping that for Christmas, President Trump writes an executive order to shut down USAID. You know, he referred to how USAID, the State Department, USAID, remember, John Teff's daughter, USAID, is giving all this money to Central America. The same USAID that already funded the caravans. They have all these millions and billions of dollars to just hand out to different countries of the world, kind of like we were handing out our military to different parts of the world, but they don't have it for our veterans or to build a wall or feed children completely for free at public schools. Is that what they're trying to make you see? That we have billions of dollars we're just giving away, billions of troops that we're just handing out and lending out, but we don't have money for a wall, for security, for our troops, for the VA. Somebody's got to call it BS. In the next hour, I will be opening up the phone line. So if Sid is out there, I would love to hear from you again today. That was a stellar question yesterday. And we'll be discussing more Syria and more wall. See you in a bit. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. All right. Welcome back for the second half. Like I said, I've opened the phone lines. You can call uh, 215 Top Talk if you have any questions or would like uh, to comment. One thing I would like to say a piece of information that I forgot to, to mention for all of you that are doing your digging, for all of you that are on your computer or making mental notes to look back, look at where Mark Lippert started. He started working for Diane Feinstein. That's all you need to know. 
And that's where he shot off. You know, he's, he's a little bit older than me. Ugh. So where do we start? Should we start talking about the Mueller investigation? Should we uh, go on to, uh, you know, what's going on with Syria? I mean, what is it that we should begin with? I think we should just start with whatever people are calling breaking news because it's not really breaking. That, uh, you know, acting Attorney General Whitaker is allowed to oversee the Mueller investigation uh, in regards to Russia collusion. That's something that is interesting to see. That is something that, uh, you know, I see people reporting, valid person saying, oh, it just came through. Well, it was never a question. Because this Russia collusion has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton Foundation. Because the Democrats, especially Schumer, are losing their mind, you know, saying things like it would cause a constitutional crisis. I don't see how. I don't see how Whitaker would cause a constitutional crisis. I don't see it. So I see we have callers on. Who's on? Who do I have on right now? This is Scott. Hey, Scott, Scott from the Scott Adams, Adams Show. Hey, Scott. And I but have as I was coming on, you also got a caller that yes, just came I in. Yes, I know. And caller, you haven't identified yourself. Here we go. Yeah, hi. Uh, now the caller is on the air. Hi, caller. Yeah, okay. Hi, Tori. Uh, I just wanted to, first of all, I want to... Uh, uh, commend you. I really enjoy your uh, show. I'm glad you're on at this time. Slackers, now you fill out my day. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, one big question, and no one's bringing this up. Um, some do, some don't, but they really don't go in details. USMCA. Um, uh-huh. what Trump, with Trump signing that, uh, he really, I mean, I was all supportive. I, I knew he had a mountain to climb. He walked into a hornet's nest and pretty much 98% to 99% of the government's against him. Uh, very hard to do, but he had an opportunity not to sign that agreement. And I, I would have just slapped him in the face and said, you're out of your mind, because that agreement is TPP. Right. Well, okay. So reading that agreement, because I'm still going through it, like I said, I sit on things before I actually uh, comment on it. Uh, the the uh, TPP, the NAFTA, all those were always dictated by the IMF. So the key difference that I see is that this USMCA was not dictated by them. So it doesn't have the yeah, same but the, clauses. One of the writers is the, one of the original writers of the TPP. I, I don't have my, my notes in front no, of no, me. No, 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 no. And, and, I, and, I, yeah. and, and I would say they would have tons of them, tons of them. Right. Original writers of everything. I mean, even when the Affordable Care Act was drafted, there were people that uh, had sat down on the Hillary Clinton care to sit down and add to it. And other bills that come forward that quash previous bills have the people from previous times come in because it's good for guidance, good for insight, and good for comparison. And you always want them to come in. But the key here was that and, – and I haven't – sat through to read through the whole thing and research all the people that contributed. But the one thing that jumped out at me and I was like, good job, was that it did not have the IMF. It did not have Lagarde's guidance on it. That was key because, like I've said, all these agreements are regulated by the International Monetary Fund, which literally trades in a currency that represents country debt. So 
this is the first time that we actually get to dictate. Uh, I haven't analyzed it, but it is a win because, like you said, indirectly, Mexico is paying for the wall. So, yeah, I know what you're saying, but there is there is a magazine I would like you to, uh, if I don't tell you the name of the magazine, in about two seconds. It's part of the John Burke Society. Um, it's actually called the New American. Okay. There's an, an amazing articles in here. You can get it online. Just go on the newamerican.com. Okay. Uh, it breaks it down for you. It gives you names. It gives you uh, states. Don't forget too. Now you're talking about you know uh, the John Burke Society he does a lot of research, which I'm a member of, uh, into this matter. And a lot of it is sustainability, globalism. Um, it basically takes our Congress and our Senate away from us. There's councils. It's littered with uh, regulations. No, yeah, yeah. It, it is bad. It is. It's really bad. And that's what I, I've been well, trying to Well, he signed it, but he signed it. It's, if he didn't sign it, I'd still be on what you want to call the Trump train, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, because I know he's going to mount in the climb. But this really and, – and Debbie DeVos, why he put her in uh, as the education secretary, whatever her title is, that's insane. Well, she's getting so rid of many Title things. IX. It, she's getting rid of Title IX, so that's a good thing in regards to the educational system. That's, that's, that's a penny compared to the it quarter is, problem is. we have. But we have you to. Know, I mean, Common Core is still intact. Agreed. Common Core is the only way that they can reconfigure the way we think. And one thing I'd like we to say. We have to change our youth. We, we do. We do. And they've been doing it. I mean, even kids that were raised in the 80s like myself in the 90s, uh, you know, were preconditioned to it. Uh, and now they're just like completely changing the way people are supposed to think. Basically, they're removing the thinking part. They're telling you pr- pr- processes and steps to take oh, yeah, without absolutely. thinking that don't make sense to rewire you. Mm-hmm. But um, what I, you see said- it, I see it in my 23-year-old daughter and her friends. They're basically little yes people. And, and if you try to have a, a, a typical conversation with them, they hear you and they have the little meltdowns. Well, I, you know, it, it's sad. It is. It is. And I completely agree with you. You're a breath of fresh air, by the way. Okay. I wish <laughs> I wish I could take your mindset. Uh, and, and I listen to Scott Adams every morning, too. Um, and it's just, you know, I mean, you guys are, are usually very, very on point. Um, and and quite a, there's other shows I listen to. Too, but I listen to a lot of Red State. And I also tell that when I go to meetings with the John Burke Society, I bring you guys up. I tell them to listen to your shows. Um, a lot of them don't even know they exist. I'm surprised. Well, you know, the the best kept secrets are the the most brutal ones, right? Uh, the the, the the thing that I wanted to say is I, I agree with you that there's a lot of globalist uh, and a lot of um, new world order type intricacies in the USMCA. I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand that this was actually dictated by us, and we have to pick the battles that we know we can win. One battle he wanted was to be able to dictate our own economy and our own trade, which he won. That is a huge step. And it was a hard pill for them to swallow, but they assumed since he abided by other rules, it's fine. But as we can see, it's slowly growing that he's changing everything. You know, the troops coming home from Syria is one. I can almost foresee that in 2019, we will even shut down bases around the world that are unnecessary unnecessary or that people aren't paying us for kind of like germany 
We have Very true. Our troops belong yeah. here protecting us, not in other countries. Exactly. So we're in Frankfurt right now, right? We have multiple right. bases in Germany, and they're not even paying their fair share in NATO. Uh, you know, we don't have great subsidies, uh, you know, there. You know, you can look from our base onto uh, their, their airport. Lufthansa actually gives us food. You know, the airline food is given to to people that stay, you know, for a limited time, officers, you know, where they board you. It's Lufthansa food. I mean, they're not paying. Why should we be there? It's great for us to have a point to bounce off if something were to go down. But on the other hand, with technology these days, we could be there from the U.S. in a heartbeat, too. We don't need. Yeah, very true. Yeah, we don't need to be there and putting our men and women at risk. Uh, to that capacity. You know, uh, we want to kill this notion that we have to be everywhere. I mean, count how many bases we have around the world, and then look at other countries. How many bases do they have around the world? Not many, if any. Exactly. So, really. So, like he said, who said yep. that we need to be there fighting wars people don't appreciate? A hundred percent. Our soldiers. Every right. time, you know, someone would be in the field, and your friend, you turn around, and he looks like a hamburger. You know, he just went out. To fight for why? Why am I fighting this other guy's war? And that is incredible that he had the guts to do that. And he's getting a lot of flack for it. You know, people saying pulling out of Syria. Yeah, because we're not going to do this anymore. Russia is there for their interest and protecting it. Let them figure it out. It's none of our business. Because we're not competing for the oil. The EU is. And that will help expose where their interests really lie. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we have so much oil. We can be competitive in that oil market. Let let them open it up. It doesn't matter. Well, I think we can be. We, we can actually. Uh, you want to call me? Uh, what, what do they call it when someone wants to just uh, live in their own country and block out the rest? I'm kind of close to that now, uh, unless they want a, a free trade you. agreement. Yeah. You know? well, well, I would suggest that the best way to go. Thank forward, you. Isolate. Yeah, the best way to go forward. Yeah, an isolationist. Correct. The, the best way for us to go forward is now that we have reinforced our commitment to Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, to trade in oil, I believe, you know, we should start talking with Venezuela because they are one of the – they are the top country on this planet with the most oil, more than Saudi Arabia. And I wow. think that's something that we need to entertain and look at. Because China and Russia are benefiting from that. They've just invested a bunch of money, both of them, in Venezuela. Because they're like, we don't want to get into this whole EU hot mess with the Middle East. No, we're not doing it. Let them figure it out. We need a backup plan if, you know, we can't, you know, for Russia, if they can't supply, you know, oil and gas to Europe through Turkey, we're done. And China's thinking, well, if they don't want to buy nuclear packets from us because Aviva in France is now dealing with Africa and, you know, uh, Middle Eastern countries that are trying to develop it, right? then we should just right. find alternative routes, and this is what China's doing with Venezuela. So I think that yeah. it's time that, 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 that we look at other partners and, and other ways um, to benefit us. You know, uh, you know, like I've said, one thing that Trump has done for us is within the few, first few months of office, he created the first in 26 years direct deal <clears throat> with Argentina, and we're suddenly selling pork. Never happened yeah. before. Yeah, well, yeah, but China also owns our pork. <laughs> That's another issue too, uh, with Swiss Premium. Yeah, yeah. But there's all we've been sold down the dream for so, so, so many years. Since the uh, 30s, it's, it's, yeah. it's 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 horrible. It is. 
It is. Yeah, and, and and people just generally people out there don't care. You know, that's you know, until exactly it affects their pocketbook. Exactly. Like I said, all these people are complaining, and it's like, but why are you complaining? You voted for the clown. Right. You know, if you're complaining that you're getting killed by taxes, if you're complaining that this isn't working for you, do something. I don't think people realize that ex- what this president has done now is literally showed us you have the power to change things. Do it. How many people listening will send an email or tweet out to their, you know, senator or congressman, fix this? You know, I've told everyone. Yeah, hey, like one in a million. Right. I, I've told everyone. Keep saying. But a lot of people also don't have any trust in their in their in their so-called elected officials either. Exactly. You they know what I mean? It's, yeah, they don't. I mean, I got Bob Menendez in my state. Whoopee! Like I'm going to call that idiot up. You know. Well, you can threaten him with a recall. You could tell him you either do something or respond. <laughs> I'm just going to join well, in. Well, wasn't, yeah. wasn't Menendez standing shoulder to shoulder with Lindsey Graham today when Lindsey Graham gave his big announcement that he's opposing the president on uh, the pullout of Syria? Interesting, Wow, right? I didn't even know that. Lindsey Graham and Menendez were shoulder to shoulder. Lindsey Graham. Oh, that's because they're buds. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. Lindsey Graham also yeah. testified on Menendez's behalf. When Menendez was in, in court in tri- on trial. Yeah, but it, it was funny. People don't realize when, Menden, when Menendez's court uh, case, it was a hung jury. That that means you can be very guilty. So, and people are like, "Well, he was found innocent." No, it was a hung jury. One <laughs> juror said no. You know, you might have eleven jurors that all say he's guilty, and then one guy pops up the and juror, says, "Do you mean the juror with the new car in his driveway?" Yeah, exactly. Exactly my point. You know, and, and unless he's unanimously, you know, found not guilty, I don't – hung juries don't mean anything. Actually, I think it should be retrialed, but, you know, that's just another issue. Oh, you know, but he, he was guilty. And a lot of people in the state of New Jersey did not vote for him. I, I'm t- I live in South Jersey. I don't live in North Jersey. And I, and I know, uh, Scott, you know what this, how South Jersey is different from North Jersey by far because you live in Oh, North my North God, North. yeah. Yeah, and South yep. Jersey is the suburbs of Philadelphia, so it is a, a different. Don't go by the Democratic Philadelphia. A lot of the suburbs in Philadelphia are very Republican, and South Jersey has a lot of Republicans, but they they, they are overwhelmed by a lot of Democrats. Especially, it's kind of funny. Democrats are people with money, and it just cracks me up. When, and they they try to pretend that Republicans are all rich and they're all got these companies. No. Look at the 10 richest people in, in our country. They're all Democrats, and I, I'm including the Koch brothers because the Koch brothers support a lot of Democratic policies. You Koch know? brothers are and, Democrats. And, and it's a joke. Don't, don't tell me a Republican's rich. That's by no means is that true. Yeah, but that's what they taught us in school, right? That the Republicans are for the Yeah, that's people, what they taught. Absolutely. Right? And, yeah, the and they love the TVs, love the pan over the Republican uh, convention. And they see you see all these white people with with their cowboy hats. And they look like, like, like racist. And they, they, they really, they, they Hollywood it. Well, that's the way you Big win. Yeah. That's the way you win, right? You're rich with other people's money, right? Other people's money. Yep. Because all these clowns are rich with other people's money. And then you give other people's money away like they've been doing. Yep. And I, I and I am almost – this is Tori's crystal ball again. I can almost guarantee USA will be shut down. There's got to be something done about that. We need to get that sorted out. We are bleeding money left and right, like President Trump said. We're just giving away money to all these countries when we're not in the position to do so. 
And this is the Democratic thinking. Well, like, you know, look at their policies. Wait till, wait till the new Congress comes in. You think that you, you think you guys got something to talk about now? You <laughs> see nothing yet. He's not going to sign anything. Uh, well, I hope so. And I hope so. I he just because we no, signed no, that, uh, that well, pack really, really well, my bubble. Paul Ryan and uh, McCarthy just got out of the White House, and they're giving an announcement right now, and they're basically talking about. Uh, going back to the drawing board and prioritizing border security. Trump's taking a big hit on this from all angles. And, uh, Even you know, I, I sympathize with the man because he's doing his best to try to make sure he gets the right deal. And people want to prejudge and preassess where Trump is with this border wall uh, before the sausage is even made. You know, I mean, right now, it's in the process, and everybody wants to draw conclusions on what they think Trump is thinking or, or what they think is going to happen. And it's just, it just hasn't fully developed yet. You know, let, allow this thing to play out, then evaluate the, the, the president. Not only that, no. but take a step back and take a look at what he's up against and what he's trying to get done. Because he is now hitting where the money's going. He announced that they're paying money to southern Mexico and Central America. He's on it. This is nothing. And his base screaming, don't sign it, don't do this. You can scream all you want. He's going to do it when he wants to do it, when it's right to do it. We just have to wait for him to drop it. Because right now, this is full out ammo going from one side which is trump to the other side which is everybody else in dc who's part of this dc mafia and not only yeah. that he's being attacked by the globalists too we have the eu talking we've got you know uh, people in the middle east aside from saudi arabia talking uh, this is this is he's getting hit from everywhere and i am shocked to see that his own base is doing it they need to trust that he knows what he's doing because he's been doing a lot that none of them even talk about. They don't even reference it. Well, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll put one foot back on the train, but until 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 this 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 USMCA is is, is yeah, we also have 60 days for it to be approved for the Senate. Okay, that's a that's a that's a far fetched thing that they'll turn it down. But why? You know, who knows? Why? Because we have control of the Senate. Yeah, but if you really trust the Senate? I do, actually, for the people that are Hey, uh, guys, oh, mm-hmm. I got yes. some good news. What's that? Well, <laughs> well, this is a situation where, you know, um, this is a different one. This is different. Uh, but Senate, uh, there, there's a new article out by Daily Caller that's basically saying uh, that this whole doxing scam went a lot further than they ever originally thought, and it's, it, it involved classified information as well. So Senator Hassan is probably going to have to resign, to which case uh, Sununu, a Republican in control of New Hampshire, will appoint a Republican senator. Wow. Well, that's pretty big news. To what? That'll bump us up to like 54 or 55, I think. Yeah, but if I'm you sorry, take a yeah. look at this article, uh, the Daily Caller, court ex-Senator Hassan IT aide who allegedly docked senators, downloaded more information than was originally understood. This is, uh, this is basically Maggie Hassan's doing, and wow. she's probably going to have to resign. And a Republican governor in New Hampshire is going to re- replace her. 
That's true too. That was a surprise that that that, that Republican um, um, Senate or um, um, Governor won. <laughs> you know, New England states are, are really bad. Yeah, but we have right. to we have to discern yeah. between actual Republicans that are for the people. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, yeah and so Republicans true. that aren't. Yeah, because, I don't even know why I just said that. Yeah, no, 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 and no, 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 and and that's what I keep you know, reiterating to people because we keep thinking it's Republicans against Democrats and we have to revisit that, that blurb, that slip, that Freudian slip from Comey when Mm. he came out calling out on the Republicans that resigned, that left rather than fight their fight, their fight. So, you know, the only reason that uh, President Trump is falling 100% behind the Republican Party is because he ran with it and that he knows that the people that are going to be in it are on his side or they're gone. Uh, for example, like Billy Long in Missouri, I am hearing down the pipeline that there are going to be recall procedures some point uh, late spring. So I'm hearing wow. that, and that would be very exciting. I'm hearing the same thing about here in North Dakota with Hoven. Um, who is one of the senators that actually lined his pockets with money from Libya. Wow. He's going to go down because Uranium mm. One is popping up. Benghazi is popping up. All of I this hope, is you know, that Uranium One, if that ever really comes out and something, the whole thing will fall. And uh, that oh, you've ever done that. That, 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 that really whole Clinton Foundation has been under investigation for over a year now. Even, even dumb Democrats will actually understand this. Seriously, mm-hmm. I mean, even even people that that have like voted Democrats their entire life, once they hear the word that, that that you sold our country out and and their lovely Hillary did it, that will that will be the end of them. That that's it. That's not where we need to look, though. It's the Department of Treasury. The last piece that I did, I exposed Priya, uh, who was actually slotted into the Department of Energy, heading the nuclear division when Uranium One was being settled, and then she was slotted into uh, council and then acting general counsel and then general counsel for the Department of Treasury. And we have actual documentation showing Peter Strzok providing her all information in regards to the Clinton investigation, which would include things of Uranium One as well. And um, there was a letter that... um, Uh, Grassley sent out saying, hey, and I've reached out to his office to get the response they received. What's going on? I want the names of the people at the Department of Treasury that sat in on discussions about Uranium One. And you're going to see this crumble and fall before them because this has started a long, long time ago. And it's still going, and people need to see just how orchestrated our government was supporting one ideology, and that's not with the interest of the people. And uh, it'll be pretty incredible, and I've already said it. The minute we find the money, that's where it's going. Like I've said, check USAIDs. There are literally independent audits out there saying that they can't reconcile $3 billion dollars. With the Treasury. Right. How is that operating mm-hmm. for 10 years and every year they can't reconcile money? Half a million's missing here, properties missing here. And, you know, just to remind everyone, because the media likes to make us forget, who bought a house in Qatar? Yeah. USA yeah. did, but yeah. who were the people that purchased properties in Qatar? We have to remember that it was it leaked out in the news in August of 2016 and September 2016. There were properties purchased in Qatar, and it just so happened to be around the time that USAID bought properties in Qatar. Wow. Why are they buying wow. properties? This, with our yep. tax money, for who? 
Absolutely. So President Trump is looking at the money. He's following that. And I trust that the first week of January will be explosive. We have a constitutional crisis going on, as Laura Loomer so nicely put it on Wednesday, which, by the way, she will be joining me every Wednesday on the show, Mm -hmm. uh, that we're having, you know, uh, an attack on our government and our foundations by forcing us to bring the Church of Islam into our house. We're also going to have the yes. Congress well, come up. That's yeah. another issue. That's a huge issue. We have Congress. That is a very huge we issue. We have trade, mm-hmm. but let's not forget, we have an executive order of military tribunals going in effect on the first of the month. And that is amazing. That mm-hmm. is all we need to know. Well, you're making Kavanaugh- me feel better, so i got to thank you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know those facts. Yeah, yeah. and, and you, remember- guys make a good, you, guys, you guys make a good uh, – two very, very, very good uh, – uh, shows in a row. You know, obviously, I listen to Agenda Twenty One too, um, but uh, you know, it's it's you're you're doing, you're doing a good job. Thank you, and let's not. That's when you're. You. That's when your part, Scott. Let's not that's forget. when your part. Thank you. Yeah, and let's Thank not. Forget. You got to make your commercials a little a little a little less choppy, though. Yeah, that's true. We need to remember yep. that Kavanaugh talked about military tribunals. Okay, we're on commercials now. Thank you for calling in. Please call in again. Oh, no problem. It was a pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm always listening. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going You're welcome. To find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. 2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National 
Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code REDSTATE. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Okay, and welcome back. Scott, I hear a little bit of snow on your end. Yeah, I hear snow <laughs> on your be, end. I don't know. You know, there is a storm that's coming up from the south, so I'm not sure how how it's going to play out. But, you know, I, I uh, uh, there's several things that are happening right now that are very, very interesting, and that is that the Republicans uh, from the Freedom Caucus are going to save the day, and they're going to cover Trump's back. And I think Trump is going to double down on border security. And I think we are going to see a shutdown. And frankly, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to be a big deal. But, you know, for those talk show hosts and for those pundits that threw Trump under the bus prematurely, Shame. Uh, they are going to have to walk that back. You know, you didn't. I didn't. But, you know, this thing did not fully play out yet. And I just, I just really want to uh, underscore that. But there's other big news. Well, let and me the big just news say, is, let me just one, one yeah, second before ahead. you break it. So I wanted to say our caller that was on earlier, great um, perspective, and I promise that I will have a segment on the U.S. Uh, MCA. I will analyze it, I will compare it, and I will have a breakdown. I just have so much going on now. Um, But specifically, I wanted to tell that anyone that's listening who supports Lindsey Graham and then doesn't, you should never support Lindsey Graham. And I'll tell you why. I will take you back to the Kavanaugh hearings where he lifted this false sword of we need him and all you want is power. And we were like, yeah. And I was like, great job, Lindsey Graham. You did great. You said what every American was thinking, but he did something to tip off everyone else. At the time during that hearing, there was an executive order that President Trump was collating. And this executive order goes into effect on the 1st of January which will allow for war court, for military tribunals to try American citizens. Okay? And Lindsey Graham was the one that asked Kavanaugh during the hearing, totally random. So what do you think about military tribunals and trying Americans on it? Yes, I believe that should happen, and we should be using that. So this is Graham tipping off the rest of the deep state that something's in the works. And this guy is supporting it. Whoop out your guns. He cannot come in. But at that point, for him to throw in that deep state, look at me, what I know, and I know I see you coming, Donald Trump. He masqueraded it with all this show and, you know, blitz, you know, glitzy glitter of how patriotic he was. And he wasn't. We saw it in Khashoggi and we see it now with Syria. Uh, So I just want everyone to know that there's a saying in Greece, a, a lot can happen in a day. 
Who lives? It's specifically who lives or dies today. A lot can happen. And we've got a few more days until January 1st comes in. And a few more days until January 3rd comes in. And who's going to be alive and who's going to be dead by then is the question. And not literally, but things change very rapidly. And like you said, with the Freedom Caucus, I was so excited to see, um, you know, uh, Meadows tweet out just at the beginning of my show. uh, He tweeted out uh, specifically, today we have an opportunity to show the American people who we are. Do we stand up and fight for their interests, or do we surrender before the hard work even starts, all for the sake of political convenience? No more excuses, no more games, stand up and fight. And this is where you're going to see who's really on the American side. And, and, and I think everyone listening and you know most Americans that are tuned in to what's really going on understand that statement. So now go ahead with your breaking news. No, I just, you know, that part about Lindsey Graham, I'm 100% with you. I never trusted him. He's always been wrong when it comes to foreign policy. Always. There was no one any any more dumb than uh, McCain and Lindsey Graham when it came to foreign policy. These, these jackrabbits didn't know how to shoot straight. And certainly McCain really didn't know how to fly straight either. But... Uh, these people were really lame when it came to foreign policy, but they had their palms greased with all kinds of different deals, and we saw their interests uh, when with the Khashoggi situation, with the false flag chemical weapons attacks in Syria, uh, the whole Russian collusion delusion, uh, and the prevention of Trump warming relations with with uh, Vladimir Putin and Russia, and a lot of that again has to do with the globalist movement that wanted to mi- wanted to migrate and obtain and conf- confiscate oil and wealth and riches. I mean, you can go back to the Ottoman Empire and Sykes and Pico. There's always been a European interest in the Middle East. It's their vacation spot. It's their Caribbean. You know, we on the East Coast go to the Bahamas. They go to Egypt. You know, they have their boats parked in Egypt. It's it's a different used frame to. of frame used set to. mindset used there. To. Used but used if to. you can get all their uh, military aged fighters, right? Those single men that, that that were coming through and invading Europe and invading Germany, and you you basically soften your target. You weaken that target, and 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 folks like the Assad Kingdom and the Saudi Arabia Kingdom. They're not, they were never going to relinquish power. But Obama saw fit to destabilize Egypt, to destabilize Syria, knock at a status of forces agreement in Iraq, give Iran $150 billion that threatens uh, Israel, and it, it also neutralizes, if not dominates, Saudi Arabia. So these two family kingdoms, like Saudi, Syria and Saudi Arabia, were outgunned, outmatched. Trump came and changed everything. He hit the reset button, and he basically said, you're going to pay your fair share in NATO. Uh, you're going to pay your fair share with trade. And by the way, we're going to go ahead and make Iran weak again, and we're going to make Saudi Arabia our, our ally partner, and we're going to have the best relationship we ever had with Israel, and we're going to even top it off by moving our embassy to Jerusalem. How do you like that, deep state? How do you like that, globalists? And they didn't like it. You know, it was a... It was, uh, tough for them. So you have these little weird things coming up where the media just plays with it, like Khashoggi. 
Nobody gave a crap about Foley, but they all of a sudden care about this reporter, uh, Khashoggi, that hates America and praised 9-11. It's, it's a lot of BS that's going on uh, in the media and with the liberal cabal, the globalists, the deep state, and the usual suspects and partners like McCain, like Lindsey Graham. Uh, they, you could predict and count on them. But you know what was interesting? Mike Lee spoke up strong. So did Rand Paul about Trump's decision that he had been wanting to pull out of Syria and not waste our treasure on on these uh, well, fights they're, that, they're, that really aren't, aren't no, any win for us. Those are Those are just empty words, though. We have to understand that most of these people that are speaking up randomly and coming out of where did you come from, how are you on this, um, you know, are usually empty words, kind of like uh, Lindsey Graham. And I've said we've got to pay attention to South Carolina. There's something going on there. Um, I wanted to say that what President Trump did to the globalists is try to exclude our country from financing things because this pipeline that they wanted to create from, uh, you know, Qatar going through Syria was supposed to be U.S. backed. And for some reason, they have portrayed it as if Russia was backing. Why would Russia, you know, back a pipeline that would circumvent, you know, their ability to, to produce oil? What Trump has done now with Iran and what Pompeo did by calling out Albania, remember Albania is not part of the European Union. They're not. They've been struggling to get uh, themselves within the EU. They're constantly reviewing because Albania is one of those countries like Turkey that seems, you know, they have a very strong Muslim presence, which doesn't agree supposedly with their values because they don't want to have countries that may figure out at some point that they're taking advantage of the Middle East and revolt. Uh, We're talking, looking into the future-wise, right? So Albania, now with what Pompeo did and what our president has done, is going to expose the European Union on a global platform that they are literally funding Iran because they're buying their oil. They're not buying it from Russia. Russia isn't producing oil anymore for them. You know, they have pipelines in place and they're buying it from Iran. How are they sanctioning Iran if they're boosting their economy by buying oil? This is the question. And they could tell everyone, oh, we're getting it from Turkey. But where's Turkey getting it from? Russia and Iran. So Right. And we realize that, too. And one of the things Trump does that uh, doesn't get talked about a lot is he was pressuring Saudi Arabia, an ally, a partner in the Middle East, and basically said, keep your production up. And that kept the price of per barrel down. And that would, you know, basically aggressively bring Iran back to their knees and back to the table uh, for a renegotiation of that uh, that really moronic Iran nuclear deal. Um, but well, yeah, uh, right now, Iran is weak. Well, it also puts pressure on Russia, too. And this is why it does. during Argentina, they closed that $5 billion deal with Venezuela because it increases We the want pressure. cooperation from these countries. Yes, we do. And the way we get cooperation is through leverage. Exactly. And this is the leverage we had on Russia, you know, contributing to the European economy 
by, you know, uh, controlling in any essence or by keeping and sustaining a low price of oil. Because then, you know, Iran has to increase production to compete. Russia is suddenly excluded. This Ukrainian thing just happened. You know, in one, hear, hear me out on this. I had a random thought once and I was thinking, well, what if Russia did that on purpose? You know, this whole Ukraine thing. What if they did it on purpose? I mean, we know that the Ukrainians passed through the strait, didn't identify themselves. They just walked into Russian waters, even though the protocol is we share this strait. You need to identify yourself and your cargo, and they didn't. What if Russia was okay with that because they wanted to capture them and cause this? So that way, you know, it puts pressure on the EU and their needs for oil and gas to come from Turkey and thus from Iran, further exposing that they're driving their economy. And it's it's not coincidental that now we're asking Albania, who is one of the countries contesting the pipelines, right, on their territory right now, um, to hand over, you know, these Iranian subjects. This is a big deal. And like I've said many times before, people are just not seeing the wars that he's fighting for us. And pulling out of Syria is incredible because it kills the narrative of, uh, you know, we need to be there. We need to do this. They're killing Christians. I'll have you know, I have a lot of friends um, that live in Syria that are clerics, right? They're priests um, for the Greek Orthodox Church. And um, every Christmas, Assad visit, visits, you know, the Metropolitan Church um, to wish Christians a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, etc. Doesn't sound like a dictator, does it? Doesn't sound like a guy that would kill his own people. He's looking after his own interests and to maintain his country as Syria rather than turn out like Iraq, which is nothing more than a globalist state now. That country no longer exists. There is no more Iraq. So, uh, you know, what he's doing is incredible. I just can't wait to January. And I'm wondering what he's giving us for Christmas, too. Uh, you know, and like you said, I'm I'm extremely upset with so many people criticizing our president and you know the only people that we didn't see criticize is uh laura ingram we didn't see sarah carter or sean hannity uh criticize him for signing this but we saw enough we, we saw, saw enough and it, it, you know it, it did concern me and i said oh man look at these people squirm look at these people turn coat these are the people that were never trumpers once upon a time that all of a sudden uh, you know, came around begrudgingly to supporting him because how could you not? He's a, he's a genius and he's getting things done. Um, but yeah, you know, the other thing though, the, the other thing I was going to bring up and I forgot uh, about it, but I want to remember, I, I remembered it is this, this uh, new article by Daily Caller about doxing. So they're finding out that there was a lot more doxing, basically that they backed up all files. They did this mail backup uh, they burned aliases. They did a whole bunch of things to go after uh, private information about Republicans. And this was Maggie Hassan, a Democrat, an uber-lefter from New Hampshire. And she was the senator that basically uh, went after, had her IT people go after her Republican adversaries. And it was so aggressive. It turned out to be more than they ever expected, included classified information, Maggie Hassan is going to have to resign. She's going down. And guess who the governor is? Happens to be a Republican, Chris Sununo. 
And so guess what? We're going to pick is, up another Senate seat. How yeah. do you like those apples? Yeah, no. And we're going to see a lot of that coming out um, in 2019. Uh, because don't forget, there's a lot of active investigation. There are a lot of active investigations on people in the House, on people in the Senate that are incumbents, um, that won, and from both sides of the aisle. See, because for some reason, Republicans that are dirty think they're safe. They are just as much in hot water than the Democrats are. You can't blame the Democrats. They've been brought into the position with insurance and assurances. The Republicans. Well, how about Lindsey Graham? Right. He's going to You, you know, it's interesting about Lindsey Graham, too, because you know that he was hooked up with David Kramer and John McCain. And, you know, they would show up and pop up in Lithuania or Latvia. And you're like, and they're hanging out with al-Baghdadi. And you're like, what the hell? What the heck are you doing over there? What you're, You know, you're a senator from Arizona or South Carolina. Where, where are you? Uh, where are you and McCain? What, what are you guys doing over there, right? I mean, they're traveling all over the world, getting five-star, staying in five-star hotels, getting the red carpet treatment, getting their palms greased with all kinds of right. arms for oil deals and things like that. And, you know, it was interesting, a few weeks back, Lindsey Graham showed up in Mississippi stumping for a Mississippi candidate in a special runoff. And they're like, he even got to speak. And you just know that they were trying to probably figure out a deal and... Uh, I think that the tea leaves with regard to this Syria decision is that he's done with McCain. I mean, with uh, Graham. He's done with Graham. And Graham is uh, starting to fight back, but he's not going to prevail. He's not going to win. Uh, the tea leaves are written, and the gloves have come off, and there's no more kumbaya between Graham and Trump. Well, you know um – I make it no secret that uh, there's like uh, a certain relationship that I have with um, another talk show host, Mark Levin. Uh, he literally uh, like erased me from any ability to respond to his comments in regards to President Trump during the campaign. Uh, I had called him out. Uh, on air, I don't know if it ever aired, you know, because they they're a few seconds behind to s- suss those things out. Called him on his page. Uh, he is one of those, and this is what people need to to pay attention when the, when it when it comes to uh, putting it putting putting your foot down and showing where you stand. Look at who is telling you. Just trust it because it's going. And look who's telling you it's time to freak out. They want this panic. Or it's because they're misinformed and don't understand what is really going around. Lindsey Graham, I've been saying it, even when he was during the Kavanaugh hearings. I was like, don't trust him. Great job, Graham, but your your deep state is still showing. And I sent him that little gift with the plumber and the butt crack. You know, he is one of those people, exactly like you said, popped up everywhere. And I just remembered, I was reading the transcript from the Comey hearing. And did you see the part where Hillary Clinton was emailing Obama on his non, you know, White House unsecure email? Did you see that? That portion where they were talking about those emails and they said that she was uh, emailing him from another country. Well, that country was Turkey, by the way. 
I just wanted to make mention of that because I was trying to find records of where she was, but depended on other testimony and putting together some HUMA emails that have been released through the State Department and cross, you know, cross checking with other emails that came out through the dump from WikiLeaks and what was projected. You know, here we have, and has anyone actually looked through WikiLeaks to see if Lindsey Graham is any is on any of those emails? That's a good question. Has well, I'm sure that? he is. He was definitely a conspirator with regard to Christopher Steele's dossier. We know that David Kramer was involved. Right. And if David Kramer was involved, then John McCain was involved. That was David John McCain's foreign, foreign uh, policy advisor. And you so you know Lindsey Graham was right there. Yeah, and he's also involved in these companies like Harris IT that are all spinoffs from Brennan's company in Luxembourg. That's very interesting. See, a lot of people are like, whoa, there's a lot of information. All people need to do is step back and look at the puzzle pieces. And all we need is to make the corners, right, frame it out, and then everything else is falling into place. If The sooner people realize that there's no two parties, it's against the people and for the people, there's no Republicans or Democrats, the sooner people will realize exactly what's going on. Because we have people stumping for Republicans, and I'm using air quotes, but no one can see me, that are that have no interest other than money, other than their agenda. That's where we need to make that distinction. We need to realize this to see who's really fighting for what we need. See who's asking the hard questions. Like Gaudi, I don't really trust him either. He's asking some great questions, but I don't really South trust Carolina. him Yeah, exactly. I don't really trust him either. So, uh, you know, people that I do trust, Jim Jordan, for sure. Meadows, for sure. Those are people that I trust. And then there's like these wild cards and even some Democrats, you know, uh, like Ratcliffe. I kind of trust, believe it or not. So there, we need to just focus on what's happening and what's going to come and where they're penning and what our president is saying because if you actually read his tweets he's telling you what he's doing and in his tweet where he was talking about bringing our troops home was underlined i'm telling you in 2019 we are pulling out bases and the best one to close down are all of them in germany let them struggle let them see what it means to not pay your fair share to not have the American presence in your country. Let them see it. And that's where people will realize... Better yet, let them feel it. Ah, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll feel it. Because we also contribute to their economy. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. You, did you know that in the United States has only been kicked out of one country to have a basin? Do you know which country that is? Greece. You tell. Greece. They were literally kicked out of Greece in the 80s. They were kicked out of Greece when Bush became president. They, the Greeks literally told them, shut your base down. You're out. Um, and that was when there was like a, a freedom caucus. You know, after that, it just all went tits up. You know, socialism kicked in. Uh, Goldman Sachs executives came in. And within 10 years, the drachma that has been around for, you know, eons and eons is no longer around and everyone's dealing in euros. It was that last burst of, you know, no, we're free people where they literally kicked out a U.S. base. It was shut down. 
And this is why the United States moved most of their military to the NATO base, which is because they're NATO partners in Suda Bay Crete. So it's not really an American base. It's, you know, NATO. So these are these are interesting things that people need to look back in the past to make sense of the future. I've, I've said it many times. They rely on our inability to remember and our inability to see patterns. Uh, you know, what they like to call conspiracy theories in mathematics is a significant statistical finding when you <laughs> when when there's a trend right because this is a, trend. So a, a a listener just texted me and said something about a wikileaks there's a in wikileaks there's a gram tie to libya and it's uh, yeah. in the miami herald right so he's one of the people that got money too like i said senator john hoven a republican you know with a porn stash that represents the state of North yeah. Dakota, lined his pockets with Libya money too. But great job, listener. Right, that, protected. I'm telling you. That, and, and that's what that was. It was, um, it was basically, um, it says here, uh, and I know we have to go, Lindsey Graham met with Muammar Gaddafi and the Libyan dictator's son in a tent in Tripoli in the middle of the night. That was a 2009 article, by the way. Fabulous. That's fabulous. Yeah. I, I want our listeners to realize who's really on their team and to remember that the only person that really matters that's on your team is the president. And if you don't use your power because he's powerless without us, if he doesn't have the people behind him, he's nothing. And the mainstream media's goal is to do what? Defunct his base, drive us nuts, segregate us. And the thing is, we have people that pretend to be his base that are doing the same thing. It's all about the money. Mm -hmm. If you follow the money, follow, that's where the interests lie, you know? And this is why we saw Tucker Carlson, you know, with his advertisers. He's showing you he's not part of that machine, right? He's showing it to you. This is where you look. No, no, because he, he, is, not, he is not relinquished, and he has not taken a step back from his assaults. Uh, despite the fact that these uh, media partners, these advertisers have pulled the plug on him. Exactly. And um, uh, because we have to go, I just wanted to tell you all that tomorrow I will be having the fabulous Sarah Reynolds with me at noon where she's down in D.C. and we'll have a lot to talk about. Wishing you all a great evening. Stay healthy and happy. 